What's going on? Everybody, you've got the card board coaches here with your boy, Coach Co. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the cartel. The cartel is back. I apologize for the absence last week. Cartel was a little bit under the weather. I had a fever dream, Coach Co, that signed and slabbed did the show with you. And, and then the next thing I know, Patrick Ryan showed up and poured me a glass of bone broth and was telling me that the hobby is dead. I, I don't know what happened. Was that a fever dream? Was that reality? I don't know. But all I, I know is this. Uh, the cartel wants to make up for a little bit of lost time. Is that okay, Coach Co? Can I make up for a little bit of lost time right now? Yeah, of course, man. The floor's yours. You can imagine what builds up over the period of a week. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that the cardboard coaches are the hobby. We are the cardboard coaches. We are not the cardboard coaches nation. We dabble here and there on other podcasts and other platforms. But this is where we make our home for ourselves and for the hobby. And I'll tell you this, guys, a lot of words get spoken. A lot of content creators, a lot of influencers, quote unquote, are out there saying many, many things. A lot of the times it's what's not said. It's the silence like violence between the rants, between the hot takes that say the most. If you're paying attention, you can see this. If you're paying attention to a guest spot, the cardboard coaches are on, you can Watch closely and listen. There's people out there who say that they don't know who we are, and yet they keep an eye on us just the same, whether it's Coach Co or the cartel. So I want to put it out there, folks. We are for the hobby. We always have been. We have never told you what to purchase. We have never been influenced by an outside force to tell you to check out something new and strange. We tread on the paths, the beaten paths of the hobby. We guide people through the woods the forests of the hobby, like some kind of strange Lord of the Rings with shin pads and jock straps and hockey sticks, something like that. But I'll tell you what, we're going to keep up what we've been doing. We are not going to be led astray. We're not going to change our content. We're not going to go from talking about the market and talking about buy this, buy that and tell you how great everything looks we're going to go a little bit outside of those boundaries and we're going to keep an eye out for the average collector like we always have been because we are at the end of the day just average collectors. We ain't buying six-figure cards. Nothing wrong with that. You want to buy your six-figure cards, go for it. But we all we are also here to discuss the concept of what's happening in the hobby. Is the hobby alive? Is the hobby dead? In my opinion, the hobby is the hobby. Some big-time, well-respected, and I respect them, influencers in this space, We'll talk a lot about the damage that's done, the downward trajectory that we've seen. But, but, but Coach Co and I have very strong opinions about the fact that the hobby is the hobby and always has been. There's someone putting something into a sleeve right now and then tossing it into a top loader as we speak, breaking some product, introducing their children, the next generation to the cards and the hobby. And that is the space. Those are the moments where the cardboard coaches exist and have the discussions that we do. And we're going to get into that right now, Coach Go, if you don't mind. We're going to talk about, is the hobby dead? Is the hobby alive? To say that the hobby is alive is not just condescension. It is not just some sort of generic term. It is a reflection, a reaction of what we see and what we experience 
Would we be here with the passion that we have doing this podcast? Would we be here with the passion that we have on the various platforms where you'll find us? Coach Co, the master of the Tiki Taki, Sports Card Cartel, the man who accumulated 5,000 followers on Instagram. Thank you so very much, each and every one of you. With no fancy editing, no cameraman, by God, I did it with a Blackberry, Brendan, as you know. There is no one else who can say that. So we have the space here now to talk to you all. We love you all so much about this hobby without talking about being alive or dead. It's just here. It has been for so very long, and we love it so very much. Coach Co., let's talk about what is going on right now, right now. And it has nothing to do with the companies. It has nothing to do with the card values. It has nothing to do with Brock Purdy. Is that his name? It is. You know, it is. Our football fans today. It is. It, it has is. everything to do with the hobby. Where are we at? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to our 460 plus subscribers on YouTube. Big shout out. I love you guys. If you're just tuning in, welcome. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard and you will continue to enjoy what you're going to hear. With respect to the hobby, I will say that thanks to, and we've talked about this before, who you follow in this hobby is everything. And I don't mean follow as in follow the leader. I mean follow as in what you accept on your feet is of the utmost importance, I think especially now. Because thanks to people like Ephus Pitch, thanks to... Many, many, many people in the hockey space. I'm not going to start dropping a lot of names, but I, I will say Ephus Pitch specifically because he's put out a top 10 list of at least his favorite short prints from Topps Products. And what that has done is not really given me a direction on like what to buy. Instead, what it's forced me to do is to find, because baseball is probably my third or fourth favorite sport to collect, it's forcing me to dig into the sports that I truly love collecting the most. And you guys, if you've been tuning in for a while, you know, for me, it's hockey and it's soccer. And I am finding very niche segments and I'm learning to appreciate even more so things like photography, things like um, the quality control of a certain product. Like uh, there, I just can't explain that I like how necessary it is to kind of go through this motion. And it's not to say that I haven't done this before because I have, but I feel like this happens almost to the day. Like if we go back on last year's episode at this time, we were having the same goddamn conversations about collecting what you like about, you know, the market was up and now it's down and Oh my God, what do we do? It's, you know, the house is on fire, but at the end of the day, all this is is an opportunity for you to to truly look at your collection, look at what you enjoy, and to start really digging into your niche. And so what I've noticed, ironically enough, in a lot of people saying the hobby is alive or the hobby is dead, is that the, the items that I am watching on eBay, and I'm not talking about the, the ones that are set to end, and I'm trying to get a snipe on, although those that does happen occasionally, but I'm talking about the ones that maybe don't have comps that are buy it nows or, or, or best offers um, where truly, if you look at 130 point, there is no comps for these items or very few comps for these items. 
or very old comps for these items. And you're trying to establish what the market is. And I am getting absolutely sniped on some of these things. I am not pulling the trigger and people are buying them first. So whatever that means, that means that someone out there has pretty similar tastes to, to, to mine, which is pretty crazy. But also it means that people are are buying outside of, of the, the, the traditional realm. And because that's the niche stuff that's on my watch list right now, if I'm going to be honest with you. And there's not a lot of stuff that everyone's talking about on a regular basis. I can promise you there is not a single Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow on my watch list. Okay. So I'm saying that these, these cards are dropping as in people are buying these cards that are really not mainstream for any particular reason at this moment in time. And people are buying them. So um, I think this is a collector's market. If we're going to talk about, you know, the what where's the market at? I think this is very much a collector's market right now. That's exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about the collecting and you're talking about when we talk about content, like what you mentioned from our friend, Bill, Ephus Pitch. Uh, I love the man in his curmudgeonly ways. We're talking about pure inspiration. Am I right? I mean, yeah. that's what that's getting down to the bottom of it. It doesn't have to be the sport that you follow or collect. You can find that inspiration from what Bill is is showing us. Now, you know, a quick way to kind of do a quick oil check on someone uh, that doesn't involve your finger in terms of the hobby is have them open a pack and see the way they go through it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, are they throwing themselves through the, the, the base cards to get to the meat in a tops that pack of tops update? Are they throwing themselves through the meat of the prison pack, trying to find a card flipped upside down for the Well, autograph. it's like sometimes when I see these breakers even, and they just like open like 20 packs and they just like, yes. they just rifle through cards and they're basically just looking for numbered or, you yeah, know, they, and I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It's just something very, I mean, it's definitely heartless there. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not very heart, oh, much yeah, it's, heart it's involved cool. in opening 10 packs all at once and just rifling through and looking for specific right. parallels, you know. In, in fairness, that's the one area, however, where you could you can make an argument for flipping through a pack really quickly. They're they're on a time crunch. Um, it, it, they're also responding to how people in their chat are reacting. I, I've seen that. Like, let's let's get it going a little faster because you'll 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 get a breaker that actually does appreciate these things in their in their personal uh, life and collecting. But that's the only time I'd give a pass is if, if depending on how breaks are being run, there's always a vibe to breaks. Um, so that, that's kind of a little bit different, but it, it remains the same. What you just said, that the coldness, the, the robotically going through things, that does get into the realm of, of the average person. So you, you watch someone go through a pack. You, you watch them share anecdotes with some of the players they're seeing or mention the photography, right? Or the or the, uh, the design of the cards. It, it's tough these days with the standardization of things like Prism and things like that. There's not a lot of great photography in Prism. There's people missing legs in Prism. But when, when, when you're talking about Top Stadium Club, that, that's a product built on the concept of the photography. And that is really appreciated by a large sector. You're not going to fly your way through a pack of Stadium Club because, man, you're just going to see some fantastic stuff. Also, you might miss a short print. Can you imagine how many short prints get thrown out these days but regardless well because all the pictures are beautiful right so Absolutely. like you would yeah. you would need to know like it's what you're looking obvious. for yeah and they're but not numbered getting back to what you were saying um 
Jeremy Lee as, as well uh, of uh, Sports Card Live. He's kind of doing a, a hockey set breakdown, yeah. which is always appreciated. Man, the amount of reaction I got for my appearance on the Hockey Card Gong Show uh, going over 80s hockey. It was a two-hour podcast. If, you, if anyone hasn't listened yet and is into hockey, I'm not just tooting my own horn. I, I love the way it played out. I didn't really have any expectations going in, nor did the boys, um, Troy and Josh. But it, it just it really ended up being incredibly informative. Uh, it, it reflected my passion of that era. And I never got feedback on, on an individual, you know, um, uh, pod or, or, or piece of content like I did there. People were just like really into it. And to hear that it got people going and incited the passion that you just talked about, um, that's the power of content that can, can, can drive things that way. Look, we've always been like to a degree associated with or involved with the pushback content, as I call it. I still feel it's incredibly important. I hate the concept that people tell you to shut up about talking about some of the issues in the hobby. I have to be aware of it due to connections that I have and, 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 and the hobby itself. I'm sure you do as well, but it's important. But obviously what's, what's rising to the fore here is the concept of talking about the good stuff, celebrating the good stuff, sharing concepts in collecting, uh, sharing concepts in, uh, in enjoying this thing right? Like the, 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 the men and women uh, and, and robots in some cases on this rectangular piece of cardboard and enjoying it. And it's always going to be alive to a degree. It's been alive since its conception. Um, we've seen the ups and downs. It really is of your own making. Now, I know that Patch Bryan was not trying to be wholly negative when he talked about this concept. He has some of the best takes when it comes to what influencers are doing out there. He's also a true collector, right? Like, I mean, and he's a collector of so many different segments, right? So like, if anyone, like, I mean, what he truly meant was that, you know, it's almost an end of an era for at least, I mean, he says the writing on the wall for things like, you know, non-game use patches being like six figures of like, uh, you know, like off the rack Jersey and, and uh, you know, someone going into a restaurant and thinking it's funny to try to pay a waitress with a slab, you know, it just, uh, I mean, I think he, he really just thinks that the market needs to smarten up in a way. And, and Patrick has, has the clout and the impact to affect certain changes. If a guy like that is calling out from the mountaintop uh, repeatedly about this concept, with the game jerseys and things, things like that has a lot more impact than the cartel every two days, you know, yelling at tops for their ridiculous quality control and their ridiculous 2022 that featured all sorts of missteps or calling out the fact that upper deck really doesn't seem to know what it's doing. I, I see them trying over the last three years. It's not going well. May I suggest new management or something like that? Because it's still you're you're still getting all these pictures of cards cut in half, bent, damaged. I'm spending way too much time emailing uh, QA. Um, there's a lot more impact when Patrick Ryan is out there talking about simpler concepts, not even the specific sort of thing with an issue with 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 one company. And this is a guy because he's a collector at at heart. Um, it's important to him. That's his experience. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the Cblez. Uh, trying to trying to pay the waitress this wasn't the first time that they've done that i don't know if previous to him it was a different influencer in that group 
Uh, it's been done before. I remember seeing that reel done before. Uh, it, it, in their minds, they think it's ho-ho hilarious. Uh, Patrick Bryan brings to light the fact that, you know, A, you don't necessarily want to be like annoying and infringing on the day of a hardworking waitress who doesn't know what the hell you're talking about, doesn't care, you're wasting their time. That's all legitimate. I'm not personally offended by it. It is no. funny to a degree because it's an inside joke. I, I, I get that portion of it. The messenger, the content creator is problematic. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to call it these days. He's problematic because his name pops up with a lot of questionable things, questionable, uh, 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 questionable ways he builds the business. And it always ends up being, you know, the, the wax pullers, the, the sea blesses of the hobby. Um, but, but beyond that, it's, it's also kind of like a shout out to the fact, like putting aside these guys like sea bless, putting aside these hypers and, and, and the people that are like, listen, whether he likes it or not, he's closely associated now with the hobby boom. That's nothing I'd ever want stuck to my name is, oh yeah, that guy who was like a big deal during the COVID ho hobby boom. I would hate that if that's how I got tagged in the future, but that's their fate. That is their fate. Maybe they deserve it. Getting, getting beyond that, here we are in the here and now, and uh, you are collecting, I am collecting, we're having a great experience. On a ground level, I'm seeing what's happening out there by participating uh, with, with a, a, a local card store, and I just see so many great things. It's, a con it's, it's almost a con, we're at a point, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I want to hear your opinion on this, but we're at kind of an intersection, because like, look, we're, we're, not, we're not saying that we've you know, swept the table and everyone and everything that was involved in the last two years is gone. That's crazy. No. That doesn't, doesn't work that way. But we have a, a, a new thing going on. And we still, like I always remind people every day, new hobby entrance, the, 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 the hobby, the universal hobby store is never closed. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, 365. Um, so we have a nice little intersection happening right now. People that are still coming to the hobby uh, under under a different umbrella, they're not they're not being guided by a second year LeBron James or sorry a Prism rookie card boom, um, and uh, and then we do still have the people. I, I actually really like the people that have stuck in past the uh, the COVID boom. They have perspective on things now, and they and they've stuck around because they love they love this stuff. Am I right? Yeah. No. I mean, I would one hundred percent agree with you. I think. Um, I mean, everyone to some degree has lost on some of their, their plays during the, and, and I say lost very loosely because I mean, if you don't sell it, like, I mean, you haven't lost anything. Right. So like, uh, does it ever return to some of those prices? I mean, you never know. It also depends on what you bought. Is it, is it readily available? I mean, these are all things that we've discussed on a regular basis. Right. So, right. um, I mean, I, I know there's money to be made still, right? So, like, I, I'm, even if you wanted to call yourself a flipper, like, you could still, if you know what you're doing with a certain sector of the hobby, you could still make money doing that. You, I mean, I, I don't know what has changed except for the fact that, like, I mean, yes, prices are down. Um, but the people who are, are getting fleeced right now are probably people who didn't know what the hell they were doing or over leveraged or got greedy. So I, like I said before, I mean, I think this is very much like, a, is this is like the collector 
I mean, now it's going to be collectors that take over this thing. Um, and that's the collectors that started this from the get go. And this, I mean, I talk a lot about, you know, the people that I think made the biggest gains during the boom were the people who collected when these were just like a money pit pieces of paper. Do you know what I mean? They were literally, they were literally pieces of cardboard that were, I mean, it was basically a money pit. Like, and, and that's not to say that like, there's no, there was no value, but like if for, viewed from the outside, do you know what I mean? Like if you talk, tell some random person on the street, Aton, if you were going to go up to someone in 2017 and say, I collect hockey cards, they'd be like, that's really great. But like there, there was no, no one, there was no allure there for like the average person. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. it, it's a hobby first. And those are the people who, who saw those, those gains, who, those are the people that saw the crazy, I mean, Think about your Austin Matthews future watch. Think about how much that increased. You know, did you buy that during the boom or did you buy that way before the boom? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, many cards in your collection went bananas and they were not purchased during the boom. They were purchased well before that when you just wanted to own that card. You wanted to collect that card. You worked up to that card. You did all the things we talk about doing and that you should continue to do now that prices are low. If this is something that you want to continue to do, Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like what, what you just said also about, you know, become an expert in one part, like in one sector, and you are greatly increasing your chances of just general success. Remember when I say success, that's either success in building a collection or success in making money, success, however you see the word success, but you become an expert in one sector, it's going to translate like you're, you're, you're going to have that mindset for the other sectors. And also, like I said to, uh, like I said on our appearance uh, on uh, Luke Nation, if your if your base is collecting, you are going to be successful, or at least have a much better chance of success. If if you're versus coming in cold and not not really having the background or the understanding or the knowledge, it it just it just makes sense. And those people are thriving right now because, like you said, it's it's it, it is a time to buy. By the way, when it's a time to buy, there's people making money. Yeah, they're, they're providing, they're providing the product. You got to be smart about what it is you're providing. There's still there's still ebbs and flows in in the markets. Like so, even if the prices are lower, like objectively speaking, I mean there are still like baseball is still going to run up going going heading into the season, right? Like I mean, specific players will still people are not going to just forget that these players exist and stop prospecting or stop. Um, you know, acknowledging that these guys have Hall of Fame careers. Like some people sell off when the season ends and then, you know, they, some some people buy the season starts. These are normal trajectories that happen literally every single goddamn year. Yeah. And and like you said, and, and there's people having massive success rate. Um, our friend at Hit'em High Sports Cards has some auctions ending tonight, including that unreal uh, beam, and I follow this card team? from I follow this card from from being obtained all the way to being graded and now ending up at auction. It's the Stadium Club Beam Team members only. Yeah. I believe it's a parallel that came out of a boxed set. Which by the way, you ever open a box set? What are the chances you're gonna be pulling gems that you think you can you're gonna buy an 89 upper deck box set and pull out a gem mint griffey? I got news for you. It's not gonna happen. No. Um I got to analyze this card before it got sent in. And it was kind of like, you know, hope, hope for the nine. And if it's anything more, 
Hallelujah. Um, that being said, it's ending tonight. I'm actually keeping an eye on it. A couple more hours to go. It's around 7,000 Canadian. I, I don't, I cannot, I don't want to get into the details of, um, like who's bidding that's, that should be private information that only hit him high is privy to, but nonetheless, I'll tell you this, someone very prominent in the hobby is bidding on this card. I don't, I think if you follow the hobby, you, you know who it is. Uh, and that's, that's pretty exciting stuff. And what hit him high sports cards does is not magic. Okay. He, he buys and he sells. What does he buy? When does he sell it? How does he sell it? These are the elements that make for success. And if you think he's just a cold buyer seller, I got, no, I got news for you. He's got his PC. He's been doing this a long time. He was actually born into it. And there's an example of someone with unreal amounts of passion for this and knowledge across several sports, across so many different brands and, and years. And that spells success. He's, it's not magic. What he's doing is not impossible. Um, it's just a great example of what we're talking about, having that base of collecting and passion and then being able to go from there and be successful in any facet of the hobby that he wants to be. Um, so that kind of wraps that up nicely. I love um, it. Another thing I want to talk about today. Yeah, I was trying is, to transition into this. Okay. And I, I'm not the guy to do it. So. That's okay. Another thing I want to talk about today was the recent pricing changes by bgs our friends over at beckett and i say friends very loosely because we've actually become un unfriended several times <laughs> several. um especially because i mean there's just i feel like every week there's something but nonetheless uh especially if you collect hockey you i mean you still love beckett like at the end of the day you know they no matter how many the times they break your heart i still have very prominent cards in beckett's labs cartel still has very prominent cards in beckett's labs they are still one of the premier grading companies. Some of you will say the premier grading company. Um, they are reducing their pricing to become more competitive in this space. Um, they have an option as cheap as $18 a card, subgrades included, that I think will seriously put a damper on maybe some SGC subs. Um as long as they keep their turnaround times in check, as long as the grading is there, as long as they stop sending cards back with beard hairs in them and lint, you know, like, I mean, assuming that these things get cleaned up, I mean, I can't imagine these price reductions don't result in Beckett getting a at least a little bit more of the market share in grading. Because if you look back on, uh, the Gem Mint post from last year's overall grading. PSA graded about 7 million. It was either 7 or, seven or 8 million cards. SGC did just under a million. I think it was like 950,000. Uh, you you had CSG at like 650. And they, they only started counting as of February. And then you had Beckett at like 500,000. So... Beckett graded half the number of cards that SGC did last year. And if Beckett's going to get, if they're going to, if they're going to create more of a, a foothold in this market and not just be that company that people look at and say, how did this company go from here to here? Much like Blackberry did. Ironically enough, you mentioned Blackberry at the beginning of the episode. Uh, as if, 
Becky doesn't want to become the next BlackBerry. I mean, they they have to start making some some positive moves, and I think this is one of them. Absolutely. Look, if if they deliver, by the way, this is a big if. And put it out there. If you're going to judge based on what they did the last couple of years, I'm not going to sit here and say things are going to go smoothly. If no. They do go smoothly if they deliver on what's happening right now. If word gets out that the wait times are shorter, if word gets out that there's actually some interaction and customer service going on, if if they know, improve their website so that it's more in, like, interactive, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If if this process goes smoothly, it's it's it is a big deal. The B in BGS stands for Beckett. It's a big deal for us older dudes who used to rock the Beckett magazine and the the Beckett price guide in lieu of people getting onto eBay, fully understanding how to use it or, or websites like 130 point. It is a big name just in general as a result of the, the the presence and the legacy of Dr. James Beckett. Um, So you, it's built in. It has a built-in thing that no one else has. CSG has a built-in thing being the comic guys. That's great, but it doesn't really have a ton of relevance in the, in the cardboard hobby. Uh, CSG's big numbers also, correct me if I'm wrong, come from the fact they grade so much TCG. TCG, that's correct. I also wonder, again, are they including, like, when they're authenticating stuff from eBay? Like, no one's had a solid answer for me. No. On that, no, as in I don't know. Like no, as I'm in just no, giving no my personal solid answer. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And that's my, this my what... personal feel right now is CSG's. It's not advancing. It's not getting the foothold. It's not. Um, they can tell me they graded a mantle as much as they want to. I, I just on a ground level, I'm not seeing it. I'm open to it. I was the first guy to say, "Hey, these guys are experts in all these different categories, collecting categories. They, it's it's NGC, CGS. Um, so I'm all for it." Their reps were great at the Toronto Expo. Beckett is Beckett. People still love Beckett. It's a big deal. Like I said, it's it's a big deal in the hockey world. Like you said, it's a big deal in the baseball prospecting world. It has love in basketball. I think primarily because so many big cards out there exist in Beckett holders. They tend to be Teflon with all the controversies. I, I don't like. Everyone, everyone seems to be Teflon with all the controversy. Yeah, man. good, like, good point. That's a whole other podcast. Everyone, everyone is Teflon. Low standards, <laughs> and we accept so much. And Beckett's at the at the front of that right now because I again like I, I love the fact that I could just pop onto YouTube, sit someone down, and say, "You want to see some of this questionable activity?" Well, there's a major player uh, in 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 the hobby. Um, it it rhymes with. Uh, uh, it rhymes with Jeff Wilson. This is the level of my creativity today. Um, and I could just pop on a video and show you what goes on with Beckett in terms of some of the controversies. But again, they seem to be like Teflon. There's a lot of love for, for BGS. Like you said, uh, you and I are, are carrying some, some heavy hitter BGS cards. Uh, probably good overall for the market and the hobby if they get their S together. And, so, and it'll, it'll be good. So that, I mean, PSA has competition. Like we've seen PSA make strides because SGC has given some competition. You know, it's, it'd be nice yeah. to have BGS back so that BGS can give everyone some competitions, right? Competition is good. Competition yeah. means that there's going to be innovation. It means that things have to get faster. Things have to get cheaper. Things have to get smarter. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, part of the reason why Panini can and 
tops can just do whatever the hell they want right now and and upper deck with hockey is because there's no competition right like there's yeah. there's no one else making those types of cards so uh you deal with whatever we give you basically and and you know we're just gonna not really go for quality we're gonna go for quantity and we'll you know we have x amount of money allocated to deal with those replacements and you know that's that's it that's all and yeah. unfortunately, I mean, there are several cases where people have reached out to me and I mean, I say the last few months where they were just absolutely gutted with not only the hits that they received, not not the quality of the hit, like not the, the type of hits, like they were actually quite happy with the hits, but the quality control of those hits and then the replacements of those hits. And, um, you know, when you hit a card, you fall in love with that card and you know, the expectation isn't that the card's going to be perfect, but is that the card isn't going to have like major defects. And then to have to send that card in and, and receive something that you don't really want is like, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate thing that's happening in the hobby. And I like people don't talk about it because they, they, they don't like talking about it. And it's a source. Of, it's gotta be a source of frustration for everyone. And it's apparent it, it, it exists. It's not, we're not just like having a bad, experience. you know, like, when someone do you know how many and do you know how many Young Guns exclusives I've seen this year from this yep. set yep. that are just battered, battered, yeah. absolutely battered out of the pack. Like I'm talking uh, like sevens about, and eights out of the pack. How about just the base ones, Coach Co? They're, yeah, they're, and some of those are bad. I'm talking about like an exclusive is like there's only a hundred of them. Do you know what I mean? Like these are like no, of course like it's the biggest important. hit in the product aside right. from a high glass, a high high glass, high gloss. Right, it is high class. Look, yeah. it's. It, you, you, your only worry should be is what's in the box. Can I get one of these amazing hits? Your worry shouldn't be once you, once you hit that hit, is it folded in half? It, it, that, that should not be an extra layer of anxiety added to what we go through. And uh, it's, it's a thing that's happening right now. There's people that will complain about PSA when they get a bad sub back. And it's kind of like, I, I'm sorry, but that's subjective. You knew it going in. You signed the contract that this is subjective and you better be ready for any outcome. It's not, it's not fair for me to say there's a problem with PSA just because all my cards came back in eight. But there is no abstraction when it comes to what we're seeing with the quality control, in particular, of all three major companies, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. There's no abstraction there. It is what it is. People are posting these wild, that Vlad Guerrero that was crimped yeah, by the yeah, pack yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, The damage that we're seeing out of new product from Upper Deck uh the, the 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 centering issues like panini cannot center their goddamn cards i mean we can talk about fleer i mean this transitions perfectly into like new new fleer metal hockey like that's i mean where I figured, that's where i figured we were going i did want to yeah i did want to touch on you know it will be interesting to see how the i don't know what to call it beckett reintroducing itself like beckett waking up from its nap how that's going to affect sgc all I know is that that SGC tidal wave in terms of volume that they're getting and, and, and the business that they're bringing in is not slowing down at the moment. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Now, let's and and sure again, that, that, that is like turnaround times are important there, right? Because I think yeah. one of the most advantageous things about SGC, aside from the grading pedigree and the yes. recent, like is the fact that you get them back so quickly. Um, and so you're automatically in a holder and it becomes like a little bit more liquid in most cases. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a chart guy and analytics guy by any means. And uh, we will be hitting up on that uh, pretty soon, Brendan, in terms of the guests that we have on, but 
Um, all, I, all I know is I see I see areas of opportunity. Like with, with what SGC is doing, SGC 9.5, for example, I'm seeing as an opportunity for a lot of collectors that is growing in terms of value and consideration. Um, so yeah, and I'm seeing the gap close. It's very subtle, but I'm seeing that. You can yell at me in my DMs if, if you disagree. But uh, yeah, what I thought you were subtly getting into, Brendan, there was uh, well, we were talking about of twenty. Let me see if I get this right. Twenty twenty one twenty two skybox metal. Yes, because apparently twenty two twenty three is not far behind. Is what I'm hearing. Like for some. Like- a, a month i think like it's like it's, not... that's 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 wild that's crazy people are coming into stores and asking like what is the rookie class in this product this product because upper deck is like simultaneously sending out three different years it's really strange cup is going to be really strange because it's completely different than the way you would have been viewing it when it came out when you would have been chasing laffy it's a and now you're chasing weird... kill mccarr and and like kaprasov right it's like, you know, let's let's wait a bunch of years. Hey, there's a new McDavid rookie. There's a product we forgot to release in 2015. How far, like, it sounds absurd, but how far away are we from that? That's Guys, three, that's three forgot. years. That's three you know, years. We, we forgot. We actually wanted to release Contours the, the 2016-17. We're going to do it right now. Brand new Austin Matthews rookie card. Anyway, this is all kind of philosophical debate on what constitutes a rookie card. Um Fleer metal is really popular. Is it Skybox Fleer metal? Yeah, it's Skybox Fleer so metal. So I think there's no Fleer. I actually got called out for this earlier. People See, were yelling at me. me. People, I, I don't did they say Fleer. I, I said Fleer because you said Fleer. I didn't say Fleer on the podcast, did I? I think you did. Oh we'll, man, we'll there you go. I guess so. So yeah, anyway, it's not Fleer. Oh, no, it's edit it out. Skybox. No, I'm not going to edit it out. Skybox metal. All right, it is Skybox yes. metal hockey. And I know a lot of people that pre-ordered boxes, pre-ordered cases, um, and people are not necessarily unhappy with the hits. Um, It's more so the fact that when you open a pack, you kind of expect all the cards to be the same size uh, or even like close to the same size. And so I have actually seen people open packs where some of the inserts just fall straight down onto the ground, like because literally just nosedive. And the way that these inserts are are structured, I mean, the one the in particular I'm talking about is the Swiss cheese insert. It's it's structured, it's yeah, like or like the nose Planets. of like a like a a plane or a rocket ship, you know. And it just looks like it just crashes down to earth, like on. a like a paper plane. Um, and so a lot of people are getting their inserts just absolutely decimated, absolutely decimated. It's a perplexing product for several reasons. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent about die cuts. Some of them are super cool. Uh, they can present I like some die cuts though. They, they can present challenges in like storage too. Right. But, um, yeah. like, like, you know, <laughs> Like some of the really fancy die cuts, like you're going to have a tough time even with the penny sleeve. Um, it's a perplexing product because it's expensive. It, in my opinion, actually represents some of the worst aspects in gambling when it comes to the hobby. Yet at the same time, it's incredibly like kid and collector friendly. There's SPs. 
there's a lot of inserts that kind of throw back to a 90s kind of era um, the guitar picks there's content where people are using them to play the guitar on instagram um but it really is a high roller product and it really is hit or miss when it comes to value you could leave your experience with the box saying to yourself i got some cool looking cards i actually really love this guitar pick or uh or this cheese although i don't hear a lot of people saying that but if you're not hitting a pmg i mean it's uh, like i see people like 30 dollar returns on like a 300 dollar box the autograph selection is abysmal uh, you know, you, you're not guaranteed an autograph. So when you hit one, it is really a let I, every single one I've seen shown is, is very lower end. I saw uh, a Jeff Petrie precious metal gem. Yeah, Why man, the I, hell does Jeff Petrie have I a think, precious metal gem? I think I, I think I saw an Aki Pateri bird where I thought he was retired. Um, but it's like, again take away the price and that can be fun you might hit one of your favorite players who doesn't generally have a lot of autographs i love that that's cool but but again you can't take away the price point the price point is gigantic um that's the problem and i'm seeing a lot of people get hurt by this product it's never been a a hockey product i get into i think it's one of the rare times brandon you and i are in complete i think we're on the same page agree we're in agreement Cause I sometimes like I, I told you, I, I dabbled in, in clear cut yeah, yeah. SP game use all to my detriment. But I think you and I can agree. This is too dangerous of a product. Doesn't have, by the way, it looks the same as the previous it, you know, yeah, it actually does. I mean, it actually does the retro cards with the planets. It's all the same. And it's, it's not for me. It's not for you, but I know that a lot of hockey collectors love it. I know that the community loves it. It's great that Upper Deck's doing it, but my God, can we somehow do something about the price point potentially? I don't know how else to deal with it. You made a good point earlier when we were chatting uh, regarding the big hits as well. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the big hits have already been pulled on. on literally, they were pulled on opening day. Um, the Caulfield. After the, this, this conversation is taking place on Sunday. So it released on, was it Thursday, I think? Yes. Thursday or Friday? Uh, yeah. Uh, Wednesday? Maybe. Maybe it was Wednesday. And so we're talking about like four days in, and the one of one Caulfield is a rate, uh, Precious Metal Gems has already been pulled. Uh, yes. One of one Matthews was pulled at Hillcart Shop. Um, uh, the Zegris has been pulled. The Maurice Cider, I believe, has been pulled as well. Like, and it's not to say that like there's no more hits left. Like, I'm sure there's still tons of hits, and there's still, you know, the out of tens and the out of the the greens and the reds and the blues and there's there's still a lot of hits in this product but it's just it's just a little disheartening i mean i'm not going to be ripping so but you know to see the biggest hits go on opening day yes uh, you you kind of you know a few weeks back we saw the uh, lebron james exquisite get pulled 20 years after release you know like you just it would be nice to see something like that with today's product. I mean, obviously we'd have to wait 20 years for it to see it, but like you see the hits right off the bat. So it's not happening. You know, the chances are you're not I'm gonna still, have to wait. I'm still with you here, Co, by the way. Yeah. Um, um but it it's just something that sucks about some of the biggest hits in the product dropping on release day or a weekend. Can, can you can you still hear me? I sure can. Um, you know the the reality is, look, uh, 
front loading like that, I mean, in a way that that's a great way to get excitement going about the product. But I would say that this is the one instance I can really kind of recall um, where it was so uh, it was so kind of um, accentuated um, that there were so many hits that 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 uh, came out around that time. It just it certainly didn't help with the concept of the pricing. That's involved, yeah. yeah. Right. Because, uh, again, very expensive product. It's very awkward to see people get excited. They've been saving up for it, go through the box. And if there's no PMG, maybe there's an autograph. But again, it's going to be, uh, you know, Jeff Petrie uh, or, you know, Thomas Grice or, you know, Stephen Rice. People remember Stephen Rice by any chance. Um, and, and that's not good. That's not a good look. And it sends people home, you know, kind of disappointed. Um, and I've seen people go through, I've seen people go through like a half a case and very, very disappointed when it comes to that product. So I agree with you, but, uh, I mean, I guess that's what ultra modern looks like sometimes, you know, that's correct. Team. I want to thank you for joining this week's episode of cardboard coaches. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, drop us a comment. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much. I want you all to have a wonderful rest of the day. The cardboard coaches are out of here. Peace.